As far as you know, you are a young, energetic individual. You don't know it yet, but there's a problem with your backbone. Everything seems fine, but then one day, you began to experience pain in your neck, your head, your back. Shortly after that, you start to have weakness and numbness. Then there's tingling in the arms and legs. You start to lose some muscle function, and then you have some bladder problems, some bowel function problems. Eventually, you have difficulty using your arms, your legs. It's hard to stand. For long, you can't even walk. You become completely helpless. This is how important our backbone is to our body. Without a strong backbone, you can't have a strong body. It's called a backbone for a reason. A backbone is the chief support of a system or organization. It's the mainstay. It's the most important part. Something that is the backbone of a company, the backbone of your organization. It's not a small thing to have a backbone. When I have a backbone, in fact, if we don't have a backbone, we have to be categorized as a completely different species, an invertebrate. So today's podcast brings us to the Book of Acts. The very backbone of the Bible. That's right. The Book of Acts is the backbone of the Bible, the most important book in the Bible. So settle in, get comfortable, and let's get started. You're listening. Listening to Bible Bible Plus Bible Plus from Seesaw. Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Welcome back, everybody. I'm very excited today to do the podcast for Acts. It's been almost a full year. Since we start with the Book of Romans, and now we've come full circle to the Book of Acts, and I think it's sovereign that we are here in this book. Twenty-eight chapters of Acts were written two thousand years ago, and in the spiritual sense, Acts didn't end at chapter twenty-eight, because for the last two thousand years, I mean, think about it, many believers have been adding new chapters to this book, and hopefully today we are also adding our own chapters as well. The fact is. We are still living in the reality of the Book of Acts. That's why Acts is my favorite book in the entire Bible. I hope that by the end of this podcast, you will be convinced that among the sixty-six books of the Bible, the Book of Acts is the greatest of them all. So, starting from Acts chapter one, verse one, we see that the recipient of this book, Theophilus, is the same recipient of the Gospel of Luke. And that's why early church historians believe that Luke is the author of both books. So we need to take a minute to examine the Gospel of Luke, because according to verse one of Acts, the writer intended for both books to go together. What we see in Luke is the life and ministry of Jesus for thirty-three and a half years, that started with his conception, then going through his birth, his youth. His living, his ministry, and finally concluding with his death and resurrection. And as the Gospel of Luke concludes, Christ ascended to the heavens, and it seems like everything is finished, 
and has come to an end. Even Jesus says on the cross, it is finished. And that's where Acts comes in. Luke wants to let you know that Jesus' life and ministry on the earth has come to an end. But there's still more going on. Because when Christ ascended to the heavens, he initiated a new living and a new ministry. Not one on the earth, but a living and a ministry in the heavens. So the conception of Jesus initiated his life and ministry on the earth that lasted for only 33 and a half years. But his ascension to the heavens became another initiation that started his heavenly life and ministry that has been going on for the last 2,000 years. Hence, the book of Acts is a dividing line, similar to a backbone dividing the human body into two parts, the left and the right. Before Acts, we see the life and ministry of Jesus on the earth, and that's all in the past. But after Acts, through the epistles in the New Testament, we see the life and ministry of Christ in the heavens. So this is the essential contents of Acts. Not the life and ministry of Jesus on the earth, but a superior life and ministry of Christ in the heavens. He is no longer the humble Jesus on earth. Acts shows us that he is the exalted God-man Christ in the heavens, who is still living and who is carrying out his heavenly ministry on the earth from the heavens that began 2,000 years ago and is still going on today. This is the book of Acts. Let us now go on to see the subject of this book. The subject of Acts is the propagation of the resurrected Christ in his ascension by the Spirit through his disciples for the producing of the churches, the kingdom of God. Acts is mainly concerned with the propagation of the resurrected Christ. Not the Jesus who lived on the earth for 33 and a half years. Not the Jesus in the flesh. But the Christ in ascension. The resurrected Christ, who now in ascension, is carrying out a heavenly ministry to propagate himself. What does it mean that Jesus wants to be propagated? It means he wants to increase in numbers. He wants to spread abroad. He wants an enlargement, an extension on the earth. In the gospel, there was only one God-man, Jesus, who lived in Israel. But now, this Jesus has been resurrected, and he's also ascended to the heavens. And as such a one, he wants an increase. That there wouldn't just be one God-man on the earth, but many God-men on the earth. Christ wants to reproduce his life. He wants to increase his life so that other men on the earth would also be redeemed and be regenerated with the divine life. And that's what the propagation of the resurrected Christ means. And this propagation happens by the Spirit. Because in resurrection, Christ became, praise the Lord, Christ became the life-giving Spirit. When he was on the earth as a physical man, there was no way for him to reproduce and put his life into other people. But in resurrection, 
the last Adam, Christ, became the life-giving spirit. And as the spirit, now he can breathe himself into man. And when he does this, he has a propagation. However, what I think is most interesting is that this propagation, even though it's by the spirit, it happens through his disciples. What does that mean? Well, the Lord is no longer on the earth. Remember that. He resurrected and he also ascended. But he is still carrying now his heavenly ministry on the earth. He wants to preach the gospel. He wants to spread the good news. He wants to save people. Very similar to what you see in the gospel. But he's not here to do it physically like he was in the gospel. Rather, he has entered into his disciples. And it is through his disciples that he is carrying out this heavenly ministry on the earth to propagate himself in his ascension by the Spirit. And eventually, as more and more people are saved, what he wants is not just a bunch of saved sinners, regenerated sinners. What he wants is he wants to produce the churches. Not just the church, but the churches. And that's what we see in Acts. We not only see the church, but we see churches. Because the apostles travel, and they began to preach the gospel, and churches are raised up in one city after another as the propagation of Christ spread across the earth. Furthermore, Acts shows us that the church is the kingdom of God. And this is really what the Lord wants. He wants his kingdom on the earth. And what does it mean for him to have his kingdom? It means that there is a place, a realm on the earth that is defined by the divine life. For example, the plant kingdom is defined by the plant life. And the animal kingdom is defined by the animal life. So if something wants to be in the plant kingdom, well, it needs to have the plant life. And if something wants to be in the animal kingdom, it has to have the animal life. And in the same way, the kingdom of God, in order to be in the kingdom of God, we need to have God's life, the divine life, the eternal life. So the first thing is the kingdom of God is made up of people who have the divine life. And as a kingdom, it implies that these ones are under the heavenly ruling of God. A kingdom is a place where a king rules. And what the Lord wants today is a realm of regenerated believers with the divine life who are under the heavenly rule, the heavenly reigning of the divine life. And the kingdom of this age will eventually be manifested in full in the millennial kingdom at the Lord's return as a reward for his overcomer. And finally, in eternity, it will be consummated as the new Jerusalem. So this is the book of Acts. It's an exciting book. It started 2,000 years ago with the resurrected and ascended Christ. It initiated a new ministry, a heavenly ministry, carried out not just by the ascended Christ, but carried out by countless number of believers who are his disciples on the earth. And it's been happening ever since. It started with the Lord. It came to his apostles and his disciples. And through the generations, it's passed on from believers to believers. And now it's come to us. So for the next month or so, as we're getting into this book, and as you're reading this book, don't read it as a history that occurred merely 2,000 years ago. Read it as a window into our own experience. Acts isn't just about Peter preaching 
or the Apostle Paul being sent out. But the Lord desires that we would preach the gospel. He desires to send us out, to save people, to raise up churches, to spread his kingdom, to propagate Christ on the earth. The believers 2,000 years ago, they wrote their 28 chapters. How about us? There's more. There's more for us to write. Spiritually, we are writing chapters today. You know, at the end of the Gospel of John, John said that the Lord, when he was on the earth, he did so much that if we were to try to write everything down of all the things that the Lord did in the 33 and a half years that he was on the earth, that John didn't think all the books in the world could contain it. Well, that was the earthly Jesus in his earthly ministry. But now we're talking about the resurrected and ascended Christ in his heavenly ministry, operating not as one man, but operating through his disciples in his body for his kingdom. And I don't know. I think if we were to try to write it all down, we would need an eternity to contain it all. I like to end today's podcast with the last two verses in Acts in chapter 28, verses 30 and 31. This is a verse about Paul. It says here that Paul remained two whole years in his own rented dwelling and welcomed all those who came to him, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching the things concerning the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness unhindered. And that's how Acts 28 not ends. That's how it comes to a conclusion there, that Paul was proclaiming the kingdom. He was bold and he was unhindered. And this verse is telling us that this should be us. There shouldn't be an end here, that the torch being passed on, we should welcome all who comes to us so we can proclaim the kingdom of God and teach the things concerning the Lord Jesus. And we should do it boldly and unhindered. Praise the Lord for this wonderful book. Oh, in heaven, Jesus sitting, Christ the Lord is there enthroned, as the man by God insulted, with God's glory he is Blended man in God is glorified.